Hot cha-cha. Look at those jazz hands that Lillian Bustle has on her. Jazz hands. Inside my heart is doing a pot of beret. We're off to such a good start. There's tears already. It's a <laughs> banner day here on Dreading the Boards. We are your hosts, Jen Ponton. And I'm Lillian Bustle. And with us today is the incandescent Tony Robeson May. Mm-hmm. Um, g- glorious actor, creator, writer. Um, Tony has, how many years ago did you move to LA? Ooh, eight. Eight? Wow. Okay. Tony has been in LA for eight years, but before that, she was with us here in New York. Um, uh, has been spending her time in LA doing a lot of screenwriting, of features, and pilots, and poetry. Definitely want to hear some of your poetry. I've read some of it on Instagram. It's so beautiful. Um, And as an actress, uh, she has been thriving. She was on the beautiful, brilliant comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine in season uh, six. Season six, episode eight. Uh, the episode he said, she said, would love to hear more about your experience there. Um, She's also been in glorious films um, that I have seen by uh, creator Christina Callas. This incredible like improv workshop that then became a film called 42 Seconds of Happiness, which is one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. Tony was in it. And I forget how Tony and I already knew each other, but Tony was in it with another dear friend of mine, Catherine, and um, their their work in it is just absolutely beautiful. It's so gorgeous. I would love to talk about that. And Tony has a film coming out on Prime called Hard Luck Love Song, um, which is super exciting. So you'll be able to see her in lots of stuff out there on the internet. Welcome, Tony. Hello, hello. Hi. I mean, if I could just do these things more often for like the hyping on a (laughs) daily basis, (laughs) like just yes, we're here as your little heralding trumpets. (laughs) This is nice. I can't wait to do these things. Like, uh huh, absolutely. I am so happy to be here. I'm so excited. This is already the best part of my day. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so happy. I was telling Lillian how excited I was for her to meet you. Yay. Yay. I have to say, though, uh, I, Jen doesn't fuck around with people who suck. Like, <laughs> like, every time I meet someone through you, I know they're going to be fabulous because you don't have any time for... for... <laughs> for the dreck. <laughs> Let me tell you what. High-end taste. <laughs> Tony also sends me cancer memes yeah, <laughs> all the time, which is perfect because Lillian is one of my favorite Capricorns on the planet. Ooh, yeah. See, I know how to share and speak in the appropriate love languages. Like, I know, yes. I know how to speak fluent, like, internet zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, that can't be taught. No, <laughs> it cannot. It's an innate skill set. No, and I also, I was thinking about how when I was in middle school, me and my middle school besties wrote horoscopes for our middle school newsletter. Oh my God, what? And That's like, so funny. When I say that we wrote the horoscopes, we would write these like in-depth things where they would have to like add pages to the newsletter and we would 
paste them in and they would print them out and everything. And we would like be staying after school so late to do these things. They were so involved. And I'm like, kids these days. <laughs> they have no idea. They have no idea. They would just like hop on, you know, TikTok or something. But here we were like talking about Capricorns. Like you should probably take a break. Can you like go easy on yourself? Like <laughs> And that was when it wasn't cool to be into no. horoscopes. No. We were the weirdos <laughs> on the outsides. No. Mm -hmm. ooh, ooh, not cool at all. Mm -mm. No. God, I love it. You, um, oh gosh, you posted the best little, it was one of your best friend's birthdays last yeah. week. Yeah. You posted the best little collective of pictures of you and screenshots of your text conversations. And the one of the best things I have ever seen. I actually screamed and I think I favorited it. So your bestie texted you, hello queen, just a quick hype text to tell you that you are held by an enormous loving universe. You deserve everything you want in this life and peace alongside it. And you wrote, thank you. I'm a bit wobbly and I'm real disappointed to say that because I had an uplift gummy and I'm like, where are you at? Can you please lift something around here? Just nearly empty LaCroix can, a pencil, the eraser. <laughs> Man, when your edibles let you down, that's when you know it's right. I'm telling you! <laughs> Absolutely, what are we doing oh, here? Boy, you that had is, one job. That is, And your name is Uplift? Uh-huh. Like, that is zeitgeist to the max right now. <laughs> There was, so this was like maybe four years ago. Someone in my building worked at a dispensary and left downstairs this like mango fruit strip, like leather, fruit leather, like basically like um, almost like a fruit loop, but mango, but with weed. And, yeah. um, and I was like, and I, I, I was, I was not good at like, the math of the concentrations right so but i still had like what i thought was a very small amount so it's mm -hmm. like i was on the roller coaster and i'm feeling it climb and i'm like okay we good yes i am leaving so like hilarious audio messages to like my wifey that like i'm telling you i want them read at my funeral i want yes, yes. i want these played they are legendary. They are gold. Like mm -hmm. so good. And then the 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 roller coaster keeps climbing, and I'm like, I want to get out. Oh no! Yeah, that's not fun. Where, like I was, I was like, <laughs> and so she, she's trying to like coach me down. But it's like, do oh, I go shit. to the hospital? Like no, like can you get some carbs? Can you get some fat in your system? Like you need to absorb it. Okay. Can you get some pizza? Whatever. So I don't remember what I truly don't remember what I ate. I remember that I did huddle in my bed with my laptop and I was like, I just want to watch something soothing. So I put on Queer Eye. <laughs> then it was the episode with the cop and Karamo was like trying like trying to like help him. And I was like, this is not it. <laughs> not helping. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, if I may. So if I may, when you say uh, someone in my building left this downstairs, do you mean like on one of those swap tables where it's like, yeah. here's my copy? No, of, I mean, I mean, communal, of this book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, leave a penny, take a penny. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I have what this was. Whenever this was, there were oyster crackers 
that were, you know, <laughs> weed. Like, and I was right. like, this is life in LA. All the things to put on soup, <laughs> I would not. For me, that's not how I would go about it. Soup plantation is fucked up today. <laughs> so. Listen, just because we can do it doesn't mean we should do it. <laughs> no, no. When I tell you I put those things back, it was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Looks How like very dare. From my partner right now. There's so <laughs> many things that that I have also left downstairs. Like one, This was also like during the pandemic. I tried this recipe that Chrissy Teigen had posted of these Chex Mix chocolate chip cookies, which I thought were all right. But I was like doing some insomnia baking. So at like 2 a.m. when I had a whole batch and I was like, okay, the first cookie was all right. I put the rest downstairs. Like there's been a whole, you know, uh, circle oh. of life thing that's happened with the Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell. God, that's great. So wait, I feel like, mm, I feel like I just want to, what is, what is the actor version in your experience of Walking to a give a penny, take a penny, and finding weird edible oyster. Uh, um, that is such a good question. I mean, I have, I have, I have so many, but I, I think the one that, um, I think the one that's like close to that. That's in the version of like, stop this ride, I want to get off. Mm. Um, <laughs> of like, no, no, this can't be happening. Um, Will uh, it go away if I eat a whole pizza? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know if um, if either of you have used the platform Blue Jeans, which is basically um, it's basically Zoom, but it's. Um, uh, you can have more participants. You for, for like also I like the audio on it better. The pictures better. Anyway, so it is this um, um, one casting office in particular has used this for their commercial auditions. So I have a lot of experience now of being on Blue Jeans, which again is um, you know in this pandemic life, like that's how I've done commercials lately. Sure. Right? So I had an experience where it was for, um, it was what I liked about blue jeans is that when you get on there and you get into the waiting room, it's just as if you were there in real life, you can see the squares of other people. And so you can, you can see them like if they are adjusting their backdrop or like if you, um, uh, if, if they're like, you know, zhuzhing their shirt or what, and you can like talk to them. And so one of the great things about it, especially for a commercial is that let's say that you, um, are paired up with someone who's going to be your husband and you can chat with them a little bit like, Hey Chad, like your shirt, you know, so that you can get a little taste oh, that's of nice. Yeah. Like a little taste mm -hmm. of bonding or connection or whatever before you, you know, go in and schmack your whole, whatever relationship. That's lovely. Sure. Or whatever the thing is, right? Yeah. So I get on this, um, uh, I get on this, I, I get on there and um, I can see everybody. Um, the person who is um, the assistant, I can, you know, hear her talk to me about like, okay, the dates are this, um, you know, do you have any conflicts, blah, blah, blah. Great. 
when it comes time for the group explanation where the casting director is telling you, okay, you're, you know, I, I know you've seen the storyboards. Let me talk you through. This is what the director's looking for. This is the tone. Uh, Everything that you need to hear. I could not hear this man. It was as if he was muted just for no. me. I see all the others, all the other actors heads nodding. Oh no. Everything. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like it, I couldn't, when I tell you that I couldn't hear him, it was just just mouth moving for, oh, for everything that I needed. So I um, immediately start sweating, which is not, it's, it takes a lot. Like it, it's, it's a, it was a strong <laughs> response. And I was Aww. like, okay, my, uh, my life is over. So I go log off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I log off, I log back on. And when I log back on, he's gone. So I say to the assistant, um, hi, uh, can you, <clears throat> can you tell me everything that that man said? Because I didn't hear the audio. Room. She was like, don't worry, he'll go over it again. I was like, <laughs> oh. Um, oh, no. because the, all the things I need to know. So then there's another actress who came in and she was also sweating because she had a baby and like the the nap scenario hadn't gone well. So she was like easily 20 minutes later or an hour later, or whatever. She was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. So he, when he came, when she came in, he was like, okay, I'm going to explain it to you too. I don't have another group explanation in me. And I was like, <laughs> so oh. when he came in and explained it, I was like, okay, I can do this. And then when I did the thing, I ended up getting pinned for it, which was nice. But like, Yay! let me tell you that moment of like, I'm going to throw my laptop out the window. Uh, God, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's like the modern day equivalent of every audition I you would go to, where it was super cold outside, and then you have to like sit on the floor in the waiting room, and the second you get up to go to the bathroom, someone comes in and tells you what the fuck they actually want for the sixteen bars. That's what that makes me think of. Of course, like, yep. where you're just like, I'm living like a normal person. I will do a normal person thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I missed everything. <laughs> I remember. That's right. Exactly. I mean, those days feel forever ago, but everyone would have to tell each other mm -hmm. in that giant yeah. mass huddle puddle in Pearl Studios or wherever. Oh, or the yeah. weird uptown location of Ripley Greer. Oh, no. Yeah. We hate that oh, one. You know what that made me think of in terms of like sharing info? So I had this also a commercial audition where I didn't even think about this. Okay. So I... They told you, they told us to wear something like a hoodie or a flannel and then a dress underneath. Like a, but like a, a if, if you can just be prepared to like take off. And I was like, I don't know what this means. So I went in for the thing and there was, and you were reading for, um, leading lady. And then there was a, then there was like a, a stunt woman. And I see a woman in a full, uh, almost like ball gown. And then I see another woman in, in like a flannel shirt. And I was like, I don't know what is happening. I, <laughs> I, I go, and they also told you nothing about, oh, they, they told you a little bit about like, um, um, about like, you have a relationship with this, uh, you like the stunt guy. Um, and that's basically it. When I got in, they were like, okay, you're going to do three different like vignettes. The first one is if, is, is, is as if you were in a Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire, 
-hmm. like movie. So can you come in like and like to make a twirl, a flourish, and you see this guy on the staircase and you look at him, and you go to him, and I was like, okay, you couldn't tell me that before. Great. Oh right. my god. The reason why they had the flannel. So that's what the dress was for. The reason why they they wanted you to have a hoodie or a flannel in the second scene, it's a western. He's the man of your dreams, and he's been shot in front of your face, and you're holding him as he dies. Oh, no. No, no. No, <laughs> Which no. They what? Me in the goddamn room. Okay. Wow. wow. And I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and it's a, and it's like, wow. it's a western. So, in terms of the tone, we've gone from, you know, we've, we've gone from like, I don't know, fucking on the town to like unforgiven uh -huh. okay this uh -huh. girl. but but she was like okay but not like as gritty but like it's we want the emotion to be real now okay and then in the third vignette what's been happening wow. is there's story? a mm -hmm. <laughs> right in the third vignette the stunt guy um got injured and he's like the one that i i, I really care about and so I'm seeing him in the hospital. And so these other times it's been like with around other people and it's like it's on set, but I, he's, I really care about him. And so I'm going to like, this is my first time. And this is like, just as if it's like present day, real grounded, etc. And I was like, okay. When I, when I tell you, when I left that audition, I saw the next girl who was get, going in. I was like, let me tell you what they're going to have you do. <laughs> oh, bless you. That is what I like to call a greedy ask for an audition. <laughs> also, who the fuck was the client? <laughs> Apple. Apple was the client. It was an no. iPhone yes. commercial. God. It was for them what? rolling out the iPhone 11 of like, it's so cinematic. And I'm like, yeah, oh, cinematic no. horror in my life. <laughs> what you put me through in that moment. Rude. Amazing. Yep. Oh my yeah, these are the things we endure. And we and you know what? And we keep coming back for more. That's what we do. Yep. I remember How? the last time that I said those words out loud was I was standing in the snow waiting to audition for like uh my big fat Italian wedding or something like that. And I was oh. standing outside it and it the audition was like in a church or something. And I was like there huddled underneath my St. Luke's. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was underneath my useless umbrella and I was just like, what are we, this is a lot to put up. <laughs> New York, New York. So one of the things that I always uh, envy and relish, uh, I guess, I guess, you know, grass is always greener, but like um, when you move to LA you don't really have to worry about that end of things anymore. Right. <laughs> um, piling in the same room or going through the rain or, in my opinion, one of the worst it, personal injuries is like pilot season is always during a motherfucking blizzard and you mm -hmm. have to, and like trains are stopped and you have mm -hmm. to slog through to whatever network office you have to be in and you have to look hotter than anyone has any right to look in the middle of a nor'easter. Yes. So what are your memories of that? And what is, does it feel like in LA? And obviously there are, you know, it's a trade-off for whatever that has been pre-pandemic. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely done the thing of racing to Santa Monica in, um, you know, unbelievable traffic, trying to break mm. the sound barrier with how fast <laughs> I'm driving. And, um, you know, and to get there for all of like five minutes of doing the thing I love and then getting back in the car and being like, what is my life? Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I've definitely done that. I, um, I will say that, um, you know, one of the things in LA is, is the parking aspect. So oh. whatever, yeah, so yeah. whatever amount of time you think um, or that Siri tells you or whatever to get there, it's like you might want to add 20 minutes to be safe, <sighs> um, ju- you know, just for like finding the parking. Because also when you're going to certain casting offices, um, whatever that neighborhood is, they will there will be places that will say like no actor parking like they will actually oh, have so <laughs> cruel no active parking oh my no gosh active parking oh. so there's a friend of mine who has said that if she has a really big audition she will take a lift or an uber so that she doesn't have to think about the parking and then she gets to feel for a moment like she has a driver you know <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> delivering her smart little brain hack there you know to set like whatever so um uh yeah so i will say that that is that is definitely been a factor that's so funny to me the no actor parking sign oh my god it's so so specific and um exclusionary (laughs) but apparently warranted (laughs) right right they didn't pull that out of nowhere no it didn't really, I mean, like, of course the traffic is memorable, but it didn't really hit me how much of a uh, a daily burden it is until I was, I was in LA a few years ago and I was going to a bunch of um, television academy events and, you know, they would have them, they have these like screening parties that start at like seven o'clock. So, you know, great. But depending upon where you live... And you can't ever really centralize. You can't decide, like, great, this is accessible to everything at all times. You have to just move wherever the hell you feel like you will thrive the most. Yeah. But, like, you might have to leave your house or apartment at 4 p.m. (laughs) to get to a party that starts at 7. And when you get there, there might not even be room for your car. Oh, <laughs> listen, I will say this. I don't know about 4 p.m., but I do. I've, I've talked to a couple actors who have been in L.A. since like, mm-hmm. you know, um, pre-Siri, you know, pre. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, one of the things with the apps, whether you use Waze or whatever, you can you can get a measure of information. Right. You can say, yeah, like, oh, it's going to you're, you're telling me it's going to take 45 minutes to get there. Let me tack on, you know, 20 minutes for parking. Right. So that you, and it also means that the sort of like, I don't know, leeway for lateness is a bit less, you know, because Mm -hmm. we all have the technology. Um, I have talked to actors 
who were here, you know, back in the days of like getting a Magellan, a GPS or something. Oh, and yeah, I was sure. like, yeah. or yes. You know, pre that Print like map quest. Maps days, and I was like, "What did you do? What did you do if you were like stuck on the four hundred five or something like that, and you thought it was only going to take an hour, but it?" And he was like, "You, you would just call your agent, and you would just be fucked. Like you would just call your agent, and you would mm. say like, hey, 'Hey, I'm sorry, you know, I'm in traffic or whatever,' and you would try to like learn all these, you know, back ways or whatever." But it's, it's, you know, for me, I, 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 this is silly. I feel silly saying this. The people who are navigating their way around, you know, sans technology. And I'm like, oh, right. you now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so unique. You must have been here it's since the 90s. although admittedly i do have to say even with Waze or google maps i give it the hairy eyeball because it's like it's only gonna take you 45 minutes i'm like "Uh uh-huh and then i get in the car and it's like it's only gonna take you 55 one hour and five two hours and i'm like "Uh uh-huh that i knew you were gonna pull this shit with me yeah yeah when i've had that experience i have been uh so upset I was like, the ways in which you were letting me down in this moment. And, oh, mm, yeah. So massive. Not okay. So not okay. Massive. Back to theater days for mm, you. Early, yes. early days in New York. And maybe also yeah. your time in AFI. How that yeah. would have how that would have guided your expectations and experiences. Because I feel like that's one of those early, like, oh, blow out the walls of what I felt was a typical artist experience and like what an actor deserves. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like if you mm-hmm. get to live the life of a creator, producer, director, writer, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Early enough on you get to redefine and change that like struggly scarcity mindset of like, we're super replaceable. So grab onto right. every thread. <laughs> Yeah things, yeah, things that you learned the hard way. Mm. Yeah, I, um, so the whole thing about how I ended up getting to AFI was because after I graduated from, um, I went to the William Esper studio in New York for, it's a Meisner Conservatory. And after I graduated, I have this um, friend and mentor who was saying that, especially as um a a black woman, it's really important to create your own work because I, um, I got, I got really scared about, um, casting and, um, she and her husband have a production company. And, um, so is it Roz? It is Roz. Yeah. God, I love Roz. Yes. Yes. So they, um, uh, they were really the, um, my, my guiding lights. So I, um, I wrote and starred in my first, um, short film that Roz directed me in. And then I, I got a taste of that, of feeling like, oh, I didn't have to, it it wasn't just like waiting for permission, but feeling like I had more ownership and feeling like this other, level of sense of pride in the work I truly feel it changed me on a biological level like it rewired my cells you know um I love that especially as an actor because it wasn't like I didn't feel so much like 
oh, I'm sitting back. I felt more empowered. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah. And I had been thinking about moving to LA, but when I had been thinking about it, it didn't feel like a juicy thing. It just kind of felt like moving my chess piece forward or something. And, um, so then when I thought, when I, thought about like oh what if I did it for like I, I I'm really loving the I really loved the filmmaking oh what if I went to grad school for filmmaking what if that was the thing that took me to LA so I was really glad that I got into mm-hmm. AFI because it's the only one I applied to <laughs> so, <laughs> I, um, and so that was the thing that took me and then like having the kind of actor perspective when I came in um it and like, you know, kind of post, it means that my, um, you know, I don't know if this is a good thing. My level of taste for the work, you know, for the material is like high, yeah. you know, my expectations yes. are kind of high and they, they should be. Um, yes. And, uh, Thank God. Yeah. Thank God someone's are. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. So- um, yeah, but the whole time I was there, I didn't really do much acting because it was just so intense with the screenwriting focus and there wasn't like a lot of time. So if I wasn't in class or writing or um, doing other AFI stuff, I was just trying to like nap and go to the beach. That was it. Hey, not the worst life, right? <laughs> terrible. What did you no, learn what did you learn about your creative voice there? Like what was one of the biggest takeaways from your time at AFI? Um, that when I, if I hear the line, it's about a guy who I'm out. I'm uh, just, I'm already, yes, ma'am. I'm already out. Yes. That's one mm-hmm. of the, <laughs> I'm not saying that's the only, but it's definitely one of the biggest. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, um, I, and I do feel in, in some ways that I'm still feeling that out, like I'm growing and evolving and et cetera. But in terms of like how it informed me, um, I, um, I kind of knew this before, but I, I, I know how much I really love, um, magical realism and how much it matters to me. And one of the things that I also know that I really love is that film is a visual medium and I value visual storytelling. So when I see a movie, for example, like Zola, where um, there's a scene in there where you see the two young women uh, cross the bathroom stalls and the difference between like their pee in each toilet and how they handle it. And in that, for me, the, that's it's not only one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie the visual storytelling of that of what we get about those characters who they are as people it is so encapsulated it is so um right it is so um unique and um strong and um uh gettable you know that that i so appreciate it and not a word was spoken so for me as a um one of the things that I got was that I um, I want to use one of the things that f- film is there for is to express on screen 
if, you know, through movement, through visuals, what words cannot or what words, you know, either like where they fall short or where we where we can amplify. And so when for me also, when we get into um, when I see work that's more like this could be a podcast, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I want to know how are you using this medium to the best degree? How are you heightening? How are you um, expressing? Um, yeah, and that really matters. And it's also um, because it's such this such a powerful tool. What voices are you supporting? Like, why is this being made? How much thought are you putting into that? Because it impacts me on a physical level. So for sure, what are you doing with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. While I was at AFI, I drove a mini, um, um, and his name was Baz and me and my, um, wifey bestie, um, we got into catering some of the shoots. Um, actually we like not a lot of them. And, um, so they have you do, um, uh, crew you have to have a certain, do a certain number of crew hours for your, um, first year. And, um, it could be like, you're working, you're doing the craft services table for a set, or you could be the script supervisor or whatever. And when we, um, saw how much they were paying for catering and how, uh, unappealing the food was, we were like, <laughs> not only can we do better, but you could also pay us. And like, we, yes. So, um, that's brilliant. Out of my, out of my studio apartment and her, like, whatever, like two, she did two bedroom, but like in our small kitchens, not like we had some uh -huh. you know, huge commercial setup, we would feed whatever. It could be like 20 to 40 people, you know, more like 40 to, you know, sometimes like 40, like 50 or whatever. Um, and what we would do was we would um, go to uh, Ralph's, sometimes the 99 cent store, sometimes um, uh, like, you know, food for less, because we knew how to stretch a dollar. So yep, like when we yep. would sometimes like, so if we would charge like $6 a head and then like the premium package was like almost $8 a head, we were still making... Um, we still made at least like we were still hitting at about like fifty um, percent profit, like off. Wow, of it. scrappy! I know that's so I know. scrappy. Oh um, my god! And like and feeding people, like we would feed people. Um, uh, it would be like roasted chicken. It would be and like it, it would either be like Hawaiian or it'd be barbecue, and then it would have and then we had um. Uh, like a potato casserole, salad. Are you vegan and glu or gluten free? I'm gonna give you um chick uh chickpeas and quinoa, and then we had a dessert. And like anyway, so we, holy crap, um, we're catering and we were catering this shoot, and um where they were s set up was like kind of down. There was some like off roading involved, and I being the adventurous person I am with a Sagittarius moon, I was like, yeah, I'll drive my car down there. Um, <laughs> I, I did it. When I did, it jacked up my car in such a way that it took like four people down this, like 
was like muddy, slightly like rocky terrain. Oh um, God! Oh no! And then it took like four people to like try to like push <laughs> my no. little baz out. But um, you know, the chicken arrived and it was still hot and it was delicious. <laughs> Yes. Wow. We all made it through. That's, That's I mean, so I that industrious. Like yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, in terms of like a blooper, I just had that. I have that app time hop that goes through your photos and will be like, oh, five years ago, this, et cetera. Yeah. And so one of the ones that popped up was from one of our one from one of the cycle shoots that we also catered where they didn't end up finishing the shoot like they didn't finish the film. They didn't get through it in the time, in the days that they had. So they had to cut together like with whatever it was. And I remember the oh. producer had been wrong about the parking. So half the crew got tickets where they, <gasps> where they were. And like, um, anyway, cut to today. He's um, a uh, lit agent at CAA, uh, not CAA, at Abrams. So like, you know, okay. we all grow and evolve. <laughs> sure. Yes. Sometimes you, you got to find and the then place. Get love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's learned since then. Oh my god. Wild, wild, wild. God, that's great. God, that's great. <laughs> um this doesn't have to be the direction in which we go. But one of the best things that I have that I learned about um 42 seconds of or one of the best things that I know, I guess, about 42 seconds of happiness is that you and Catherine were friends of mine in its first little tiny weekly kernel. Yeah. And um, Lillian and I usually talk about like the shady stuff that goes on in collectives like that, that are mostly very um, primordial. And <laughs> what and... a great word for it. <laughs> the yeah. best word. Lord of the flies. I'm under the impression that, that you guys had a much. <laughs> I, really, truly. It, it was this woman. I mean, you're also talented, but Christina is just like, she's like her own little version of David Lynch. She's got a, she's got a vision and she will, she will just, the way in which she will go to, to get it is brilliant. So like, I know the, I know the primordial ooze that this film came from. And then I also know that you guys shot it during Hurricane Sandy. Oh yep. gosh. Down the shore no less yeah we're on long island yeah. jersey yeah in jersey no we were definitely in jersey yeah um <laughs> yeah so this is this is what what happened so a friend of Roz's um was taking a class with christina and um and christina um told me about her like the way that she works with like this improvisational style and she wants to do a feature and she's done other features this way where you have a group of actors and you give them a character and week to week you give them, you know, situations, scenarios, and they improvise them. And so they develop their relationships to each other. So that, um, and then, um, and then she really loves um, uh, like the way that um, Suzanne Beers films go um it's very much like that so the way that so the way that she works is that you yeah you develop these um characters and relationships whether it's like this is your husband this is your best friend and like 
you know, it is, it is very, you know, yes. And, and then, um, so we did this meeting every week for a year. <laughs> and so we, and it was me and I think it was like a, it's like a total of six of us. Um, and one of the actors, um, uh, and I helped Christina bring the group together. Like there were, I, I forget this because, you know, also the pandemic has done marvelous things for our brains, but I, um, I helped her like grab this collective. And so one of the actors, I had just seen him in a play and I thought he was great. And I went up to him after like, Hey, would you be interested in like doing this thing? So, um, you know, cut to, we're a very, um, like we, we're, we're still a bonded group. Um, yeah. So for, we would meet up weekly and it could, it would be a scenario like, um, one of the examples was me and the guy who was my husband, um, Chris, um, uh, we are both working professionals and, um, we have a baby who's a year old who, and the babysitter canceled last minute because she's sick. We both have very important meetings we get to go to, um, who is going to stay home with the kid? Like, or who's going to, who's going to like work this out. And the fight that I had with that man, when I, when, huh? and then when he like walked out and left, when he was like, I got to go to my meeting, boom, I was like, oh, shit, you better not come home. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so then Christina, I remember at the end of the scene, Christina was like, so how do you feel about that? And I was like, oh, I'm, we're definitely staying with my mom for the weekend. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that much for sure. This, mm. We need, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. this was anyway, so you Absolutely develop the not. character. Yeah. And one of the actors, he got a job and moved to China and it was like very kind of quick. And he was the one who was going to be Catherine's husband. So Christina just used that. And she was like, oh, your husband abandoned you. Boom. He's just oh, disappeared. Yeah, right. He's just right, right, right. He's just disappeared. And so there, she, and and she would be like with us friends like do you know what happened to him like do you was he with this other woman like anyway yeah so wow what a marvelous way to be able to create together that is i mean like the mouth of my brain is watering is that a thing yep yep absolutely yeah. absolutely like when you when you hear about how you know back in the day stanislavski used to rehearse with actors for a year on like a checkoff play and you're like that doesn't happen and i was like oh we kind of did that like um, and part of the reason why it took a year was you know, like financing coming together and whatever. But anyway, so when we shot, when we went to shoot it, it was our producers, um, dad's parents' house, um, this house in New Jersey, and we would each have different bedrooms. And so we were also like, you know, like bunking together and, um, uh yeah and we had what was one our dp and then um christina's son would also help with sound sometimes <laughs> and um but it was like very much like a you know like almost one of those like indie film dreams where <laughs> you know that you think about oh, but she, i was what, so she, envious <laughs> what she would do was she would give us the pages of the scene like sometimes like 20 minutes before 
So it wasn't that there wasn't, it wasn't, there, there was a script. And sometimes there would be a specific line that she would want you to hit. Like you need to say this thing about um, how you're having trouble breastfeeding. Like, um, and, but otherwise, because we had these characters like so in our bones, you know, we kind of, we kind of knew like, okay, you give me this setup and this just happened and this just happened. Um, so yeah, that's how we did it. And then one of the things that was like the most bonkers, whatever that had happened was our producer. So at one point, um, there's a character who shows up with a gun and it is a fake gun. This producer had just come from LA with it. And because she's a white woman, when she had like shown up at LAX and was like, Hey, I just want you to know this is here. They're like, Oh yeah, you're fine. One of the actors, um, Vondit, who's Indian, I was like, if Vondit had shown up with that, he would not be here today. Oh. He would be in a cell. Like, I don't get, like... God! Um, That's wild. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, um, when we first did the scene... <laughs> okay, how do I explain this? When we first did the scene, we knew that this... We, I don't even know. We knew that this character was going to show up. We knew from like the setup or whatever that she was like kind of unbalanced. We definitely did not know there was going to be a gun. Okay. That was like, oh no. That was very much news to us. Right. And we are, we are in character. Too, too right? much improv. So, uh, <laughs> so let me tell you, this is, this is what happened. This is, oh and this is one of my favorite acting experiences <laughs> of all time. When you when you think about that movie Inside Out and they talk like the blue ball of like it's a core memory. This is a core memory, okay? <laughs> this is that golden ball. It is it is indelible. It is marked, okay? So this woman shows up. We are what had happened was we are sitting around a table. We are having an intervention with these two friends of ours. We were telling them that like they need to like figure out their shit together. It's too it's tearing us all apart. But we are we are like in it. We are yelling, yelling, yelling at each other. This woman shows up. She's like digging in her purse for something. She pulls out a banana. She's pulling out her keys, whatever. And then she pulls out a gun. Okay, rubber gun, whatever. But it's still a gun. And we are, and me and Chris, who plays my husband, are like, oh my god, I'm losing our minds. Okay, he grabs me. We go out the garage. While to like we bust through the kitchen out the, out the garage while we're in the garage we're like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do what are we gonna do i see um golf clubs i grab one and i was like we have to help our friends and he was like no we have to get out i was like no we have to help our friends so i'm i'm going around to the front door and i was like i'm gonna sneak up from this on this woman from behind so i go and i'm like creeping up the front law which which is oh my slow. word uh, oh, i'm like very God. quietly opening the front door this is what happens when actors are like you know fully in and left under the, under the <laughs> <laughs> like and oh then i with the club in my hand so i'm like and he's he's behind is he behind me no, is it in front of me anyway oh and keep in mind we have two young like we just had a baby with two very young children he's like you know, think he was, he he was wanting me to like you know, why are we risking our lives? I was like, we need to help. We need to help our friends. Anyway, so oh, open the door amazing. very quietly. 
And then at first she doesn't see me and I'm like creeping in, creeping in. And then she does see me and she turns to me when I, Chris turned like what, like came around fucking body slammed me out, like ran body slammed me out the front door. So we tumbled down the hill. Holy <laughs> no. Like, no, my wife and the mother of my children will not die today. Oh my gosh, because that's amazing. She, like turned to us like with the rubber gun. Yes. Anyway, so after that, God, so was good. like, cut, cut. Okay, well now that we got that out of our systems, as I'm like fucking shaking, I was like, Christina. Uh, uh, you couldn't give us oh just my a God. heads up. I had a director secret. Uh-huh. That's helpful. <laughs> that makes me think of impulse you do want to take care of your friends we're just right. going to adjust it slightly there's oh a difference God, between so the good. moment where like they didn't let the kids see the boat in goonies right because they, <laughs> they wanted the kids to have big eyes there's a difference between that and not telling you someone's gonna pull a gun on you oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god. amazing <laughs> oh I feel like I could talk to you forever you are so lovely and I just want to tell you really? also um there's something about like the framing and the mint green background of your of your wall and just how glowy you are where it looks like oh, you are you. talking to us from a skincare ad <laughs> right like, the way this is landscape and the way you're yep. kind of off to the side and it's just the perfect mm -hmm. lighting Mwah. just kiss <laughs> so good <laughs> So good, really. God, oh, Tony, you're the greatest, the greatest. Um, last question. Yes. What's the What's the strangest thing, strangest or most cringeworthy thing you've ever been, you've ever gone to see? Like either it was your idea or someone like dragged you there. Like or, theater wise or a short film collection. Or you, a friend or was being a bringer. Oh, a bringer. I love a bringer. <laughs> Woof. I think bringers are why I stopped being friends with other actors. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I love is there are times that I have gone up to someone after a screening and I have told, and I, when I've complimented them on the work, and then I have said, Do you know how much I think you do? how important and how much it means to me that I get to tell you this compliment genuinely and I really mean it. <laughs> like, instead of like, congratulations oh. on the work, you did it, which is like the baseline. Like, yes. you made the thing, you finished it, it is out out in the world and other people saw it. Like, yes. that oh, is, yikes. that's the baseline. But then when you get to gush about it and you mean everything where mm -hmm. you're like, oh, it's so this good. and this and oh, and the uh. production design and oh, and the way that you crafted and the acting and when you and <laughs> when you had this moment and when you mean it, oh, oh. such a gift, such a gift. Such Instead a gift. of like all those lines you learned, how did you do it? <laughs> that gobo really was really it. pulling its weight, wasn't it? <laughs> So was this a two-scene preset or like a whole digital board? <laughs> I'm trying to think about a cringe worthy. I I will tell you 
say this, there was a moment that also, I don't know if it's a core memory, but I will distinctly remember this. So a bestie of mine um, is a casting director and a short that she worked on was part of this little festival. And, you know, due to COVID, it was a, a drive-in situation. So we um, uh, went to, I don't know, someplace in the Valley and when they said drive-in, it's not like a proper drive-in movie theater where, um, you know, wherever you parked, there are areas that are raised so that you can have a better view of the screen. No, no. This was just a massive projector on the back wall of a movie theater and an empty parking lot because Great. due to COVID, <laughs> they hadn't opened up yet. <laughs> like, they hadn't opened up the theater. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And... Um, and then I don't even think it was like, was it like a set your radio station to maybe I think it was anyway. So most festivals, actually every festival I've gone to, if you have a short, it is in front of the feature, right? Like maybe six mm. shorts, have a lineup, you yeah. know, et cetera. Not I don't know anything no. about film, but that is no. absolutely how it should go. Oh no. No, 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 oh, no, no. The oh, no. Shorts <gasps> after. The oh, shorts no. Are no. Goddamn after. So this, this no. movie, where it was, they held you horror, all hostage. But it was a comedy, no. but like, did they mean for it to be funny? Huh. And there was like, do you remember the Steve? Do you know? Did you ever see that Steve Martin movie, The Man with Two Brains, where he's talking to a brain in a jar? Oh yeah, yes. the back yes. in the bowl. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was like imagine that, but where? Uh, but not funny. Like just. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. and like, so I, a level of camp or whatever. So when we start watching this film and we're like, oh my God, how much longer is this going on? We got out and we were, we were like, I don't want to be disrespectful to the filmmakers, but I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. So we uh. got out of the car. We walked to in and out We got ourselves some food. Oh, we came yes. back. So then, and, but then because the parking lot situation wasn't like a proper drive-in, I was leaning across the back seat, like trying to prop myself up, whatever, in order to, you know, giving myself all kinds of like sciatic back pain, you know. In uh -huh. the <laughs> um, and anyway, so then after it, it was like, then they screened the shorts, which I think were six and hers was, I think maybe the fourth. But af after that. Talk back? A talk back? When I was like... <laughs> Hi. We were never so quick. Like, turn on the car. We're going. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Oh man, that was so intentional. That oh, was yeah. like, we know you're all here for your friends. We're gonna put them at the end. Yeah. They knew. They these these people. Mm, they knew. They were like, no mm. one's gonna stay. No one's gonna of stay. If we knew. don't do this. Mm -mm. Wow. Sneaky. No. God, that's so no. good. And honestly, <laughs> God bless him for it. Like, I... <laughs> Marvelous. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a I kind of respect the hustle. I sure. have a little... <laughs> I'm not entirely mad at them. Like, Clever. <laughs> Terrible. And clever. Me. I would never do it, but... 
<laughs> God, so good. Tony, we could talk to you forever. Hey. This has been so marvelous. You are truly a living, breathing skincare ad right now. Um, <laughs> just gracing our computers. Um, how can can talk to us about oh. how we can find your film? and how people can find you online and I'll make sure that those are in the show notes as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I um, Instagram is the best way. I should tweet more often. I don't, but you can follow me there. Um, and yeah, I am in a film um, with uh, Michael Dornan and um, Sophia Bush called Hard Luck Love Song that oh. is um, out on Amazon Prime and I'm proud to say I'm proud of the movie and that I'm in it. Yes. You know, it's a, Hooray. It's a gift. God, that's a treat. It is yes. a true gift yep. when you are actually excited to tell people, hey, I'm in this thing, go watch it. And it, it's... Totally. It's real nice. It's real nice. Awesome. So, yeah. So there's that. I highly that's recommend. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. This has been such a joy. Thespians, thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And you can follow Tony at um, the links in the show notes. Um, check out Hard Luck Love Song. Check out 42 Seconds of Happiness, which might not be like free on Prime, but is definitely rentable. And it's such a good movie. Um, and until next time. Uh, no actor parking. No <laughs> <laughs> We do not validate. <laughs> I'll validate you. <laughs> you can come to me for your validation. Hey. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs>